Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. Today, we are going to be doing our 2.0 of our ultimate literary episode in honor of our girl Toko um, and talking about books we recommend for the characters. But this time, we're including movies and video games and anything else because we found characters hard to pick books for in the last time so we're gonna try something a little different this time and this time we have Jason joining us we are so excited to have Jason Wishnob back just vibing out here nope wow I was about vibing to hard we're vibing going. hard doing it <laughs> all right and just so everyone knows this episode will spoil the entirety of goodbye despair and with that let's get into it I'm Maddie I'm Marin I'm Caroline and I'm Jason, a.k.a. Byakuya Togami. Hell yeah. And we're <laughs> the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Danganronpa Podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this nice, lovely evening. It's a lovely Hi, evening. <laughs> it's here. It's a lovely temperature. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me again. It means you like didn't secretly hate me the first time, or even if you did, then at least the numbers were good. So you're like, oh, we'll tolerate it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you again. And we have we have like a cool like theme this episode. I was asked to prepare, and I did. So I have some recs, but we'll get to those eventually. Yeah, what's up? What should we talk about? Anything. We can talk about anything. Well, Jason, I just want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is these voice lines that you had to record. Yeah, so that was the thing. For anyone who is unaware, I, you know, I was I was feeling like I wanted to be really active in the election in 2020. It mattered a lot to me. So I thought, what can I do to help? And in the past, I've done phone banking and text banking. But like, who wants to get a phone call or a text message from an annoying person telling you to vote for a specific candidate? I don't know any human beings that like like those. And I've done, I did it a few times and it like kind of sucked. So I racked my brain and I thought, is there any other way that I can encourage people to vote? Um, and I came up with the stupid idea of saying, if you vote and show me a picture of your I voted sticker in a, in a picture next to your Twitter handle to make sure that it was actually theirs, um, they could request any voice line asterisk uh, from me in the voice of Byakuya Takami, and I would deliver it to them. Um, obviously, uh, you know, rules like no sexual content, no demeaning content, things like that applied. And I don't know how many lines I like really thought. I, at the time, I had like 2,500 Twitter followers, which is not a lot, and all of them on my like video game development uh, Twitter handle because I don't really have a personal one because I didn't want to manage two of them. I thought I would get if I was lucky, a couple hundred, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's really great. It turns out that I got uh, 3,453 at last count. And that's only the ones that, like, made it. Like, there were a lot that were submitted that, you know, I had to interact with either to fix their voice line or they didn't send the picture in right or they were asking for clarification. So many, 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 many thousands of Twitter messages that it was it was overwhelming it was honestly like i started losing it like after i started october 20th uh, an election day in the u.s is november 3rd and like it kept accelerating every day had more requests than the previous day and by the time it got to november 2nd not only was i very anxious for the election itself but like it was starting to like looking at twitter 
it got to a point where I would get a battle request a minute. And keep in mind, like a voice line, even if I do it in one take, even if I don't do any audio processing, like takes a significant amount of time. And it includes second up recording, uploading the files, delivering the files. Twitter has limits on how many files you can send in a row quickly before it decides you're a robot and it like temporarily bans you from sending messages. So if you send like, it's about, I found out it's about 27 messages in a row quickly. It's like, nope, you're a robot. We, you're not going to be able to send messages for another hour. So I had to like deal with that. And so every single day, with the exception of two days where I went somewhere to an Airbnb with a friend, um, from October 20th to December 18th, I sent an average of, I recorded and uploaded and sent an average of 65 lines a day, taking an average of like two hours or so. It, I mean, and I, I, I mean, you know, don't want to get into politics too much. I'm, I, I was clearly rooting for Joe Biden. Um, and it was, it was like at, at times mentally devastating to me to just like, to do all this because it was so much work and I was dealing with so many people and like, of course, at my job at the same time. And I don't even want to imagine what that would have been like had it gone the other way where I would have still had to do all those lines because I promised people those lines, but the result had been worse. And I don't know, it took, it took a lot out of me. It was a ton, but I'm, but I'm still really glad I did. I mean, obviously that's an amazing response. Lots of people, I mean, the, the Dungarumpa, pot or the fandom tends to be younger like a lot of people like a ton of people were like i'm not 18 yet i'm like i'm sorry like find a friend or an older sibling or a parent or something but a lot of people said they you know this was their first time voting and they were they were you know maybe nervous about doing it or they were unsure but this kind of encouraged them to go in so that felt really good and then eventually i think it was like december 15th or 17th or something i finally finished it up and i just like collapsed uh and just, <laughs> just like zoned out for a few days that's that's what happened. It was it was a time, but I did it, and uh, I, I I went like multi-viral on TikTok several times. Like there are numerous like memes that came out of it that spread all across TikTok, and like hundreds of millions of listens from those. But I can't really directly benefit from that because there's no attributing source. Like the original TikTok account that posted it was just someone I sent the audio to. So you know, whatever, it's fine. I'm, I'm glad people liked it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. much of a TikToker myself. I'm an old, you see. Um, but I did make an account just so I could look at all those silly things people did with them. Um, but yes, so that's that's a thing that happened. And and it was a, a big part of my life for two months. There's a lot of voice lines. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oof. <laughs> I, I, did we all request them, the three of us? I didn't. There Maddie, there Maddie was, a group was your savior. Request, I think. <laughs> yes. Someone. Aaron. <laughs> That's yes. me. Yeah. I took. <laughs> I had you record the audio that Amanda Celine Miller. She came up with a Biakia line, and so we took her. And you did the video, yes. right? I saw the video. Yeah, yeah. 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 We had one of our listeners um, who likes to animate things. Uh, he helped us out by uh, drawing it, and it was awesome. It got so much like attention, and yeah, you've definitely got like the Danganronpa community with their eyes on you now, though. So like listeners when his game comes out whenever that is like <laughs> take that attention right back to him yeah yeah like i didn't do it for like that reason but right. i do have to say like a side benefit has been like my twitter follower like i gained seven thousand or eight thousand twitter followers which is cool um and so there's like a lot i guess more people and hopefully like i engendered enough goodwill that like 
I would never ask anyone to just buy the game because I made it, but maybe they'll like watch a trailer. And if it's for them, great. Yeah. You know, that, you know, so, you know, I guess in the end, even from a selfish perspective, it was a good thing to do, but obviously I did it because I was deeply worried about the state of our country. So, you know, that's what I, that's what I did. (laughs) There you go. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing that. Also. I I mean, who knows? It could have played a role. You know, I mean, it definitely right. did. So I don't want to say yeah. I saved America, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I oh think I God. saw someone tweet uh, that Byakuya Togami like saved the nation or something. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Naturally, yeah, no, they were, everyone was everyone Naturally. was very good sports. I learned a lot about Gen Z. Like, oh, I don't know God. if you guys are borderline Gen Z. I think you're slightly off. Borderline. Cut. Yeah. yeah, you're borderline. Zillennials. Right? Zillennials. Yeah, I. Man, there's a man. They love the word "pog" a lot. There's a lot of poggers. A lot of pog champs. A lot of that. The memes are weird as hell. Like just real weird. Also, I made a video about this. Like I don't know if any of you. I did post like a post mortem video. A lot of sad people. A lot of a lot of people asking for just like very basic affirmation. And I, I of course did all of them. But I was like really worried about some people, and they were all asking. They're like, "Biaki is my." my comfort character and I'm going through an incredibly hard time right now. And it just means so much to me for just for you to say something nice. And I'm like, and of course I did it. Like, and I didn't like really respond to these people and begin conversations because there were hundreds and hundreds of them. And I'm not a qualified mental health expert. Part of me is like, do you want to hear this from Togami? Because no one's telling you in real life. And I like got really sad at a lot of these. And some of them are just really serious. (laughs) Like, and, and like, I, and you know, saying Byaki is your comfort character. I'm like, He's like a like a verbally abusive character at times. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, whatever. It's me. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. It was. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much much else to say other than I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's. I'm glad I did it, but I'm glad it's over. And and to anyone who sent in uh, and voted, or even just voted in general, thank you uh, for doing it. Um, like that was that was the point and you doing that and taking an active part in your democracy is very important and i'm happy that you did that so thanks everyone that voted woo yeah definitely voting's cool voting is cool it is all right <laughs> let's hop in we all prepared 16 recommendations for the class of hope speak academy is it the 77th class this one yes, yes. no right yes, yes. What order do we want to go in? I don't know. Should we do death order and then we can just yeah. random for the last five? That sounds good. Okay. We sure. usually do I death have, order. I don't have that order. I have them in alphabetical, but I'll if you just call it out, I'll I'll make my recommendations. Uh, as you might expect, mine is a little game heavy just because of my profession and loves. Uh, but I do have some other things here. A couple of books, a couple of uh, documentaries. Ooh. Um, I also have a I also have a double um, for comedic effect. I do recommend the same thing to two different people, um, <laughs> <laughs> so and I and I hope one comes before. Oh no! If you're going in death order, it won't work. Um, Who yeah. is it? And we can put them before because we didn't but, do death uh, order last time for this one. What if I we just... did reverse death order? Matt? <laughs> that might be really order confusing order. to keep track Wait, of. That's, but... no, that might be. That's kind of perfect though because it ends with Tugami. <laughs> That, does, okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good go. point okay. it would end with togami if it was reverse death order all right cool i guess we all could right. start with hajime then let's start oh, the pro tag all right do it. i can go first what about the order of us like oh, yeah. why do you want to do that i went last last time do you want to go <laughs> first i'm a big deal oh what no 
<laughs> you just complained about going last, so clearly no, first is the best. I wasn't complaining, I was excited. Can we rotate? Let's rotate. Okay, okay. we'll rotate. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Caroline, you start first. Yes, okay, grand. Okay, so for Hajime, I actually picked for him my favorite book that I read in 2020, and it's called The Starless Sea, and it's by Aaron Morgenstern. I've heard about that. Heard it's a really good sea. book, highly recommend. I... I own it. It's on my shelf over here. But um, I picked this book for Hajime because the main character of this novel, he is very much on the outside of a lot of what's happening. Like he's experiencing this magical world of the starless sea. And this book is like very fantastical, very fantasy, but it doesn't really explain a lot of what's happening, but it all makes sense. It's like one of those books. And Hajime, like this main character is watching it all from the outside and being guided by a female like counterpart who's kind of like leading him through this world and like helping him understand it and this main character is also gay you know for those who headcanon Hajime and Nagito there is a little bit of gay action in this book it's very exciting um but yeah I picked it for Hajime because I thought he would enjoy the magical nature and also I think he would relate to the main character because he's sort of on again like I said the outside always looking in you know what I'm saying? On the outside, always <laughs> looking in. Will I ever be So on that note, can I go next? Because <laughs> yes, um, you may. <laughs> my pick for Hajime was actually the musical Dear Evan Hansen. Wow. No, <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Was that an intended lead-in from Caroline? What? No, no we, we didn't, didn't plan we this, didn't plan this in advance. Okay. That was kind of cool. Super weird. Super weird. <laughs> Wait, okay, why why? um dear Evan Hansen yeah so that was really cool um but okay so it all leads back it all starts with a little thing that Caroline and I were doing a couple of months back where we were um creating Danganronpa playlists for like each game so we did um like a playlist for Trigger Happy Havoc a playlist for Goodbye Despair a playlist for V3 with 16 songs like a song for each character and um we like each like made playlists and then sent them to each other. And like, we were listening through and like guessing which song was for which character based on like the vibes and the lyrics. And it was really fun. And um, it, what was funny was that she and I both chose, uh, she got to it before I did. So I ended up changing my song, but we both chose the song waving through a window from Dear Evan Hansen for Hajime. And it was like, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Like brain share moment where we were like, yes. Um, we had the exact same idea, but it like resonated with me for him a lot because of, of those lyrics, because of like, you know, being on the outside, looking in, looking in all the ultimates being like, wow, I'm just a reserve course student or am I? <laughs> and just kind of feeling um, like separate from them and trying to do whatever he can do to like get in with the people. Um, but it is also uh, it's just an amazing musical. I think um, have all of us here are all of us here familiar with it. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, have, I saw. It. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. It's like my favorite musical ever. Only musical that I've ever seen live that actually made me cry real tears. But um, mm. yeah, instead and of fake tears <laughs> instead of fake tears. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a great show, and it also I think carries like very strong message powerful messages about like you know no one is alone and like messages about like hope and but yeah that's why i chose that for him i will admit that i partially 
fudged this one because I just really wanted to recommend this thing and uh, there was really no other place to put it. My possibly my favorite game last year, but it's actually, I mean, it's a visual novel. So it's like arguably half book, half game. Um, Hajime, like I, I, it's been the longest since I played DR2 because obviously I played DR3 most recently and I did go back and I replayed the first one. Um, but if I recall, there was some stuff about like merging with Izuru's identity and then gaining the ability theoretically to use many ultimate talents, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I thought about games that like would kind of, I guess, reflect that sort of many person nature and many abilities and many talents all kind of existing in a like a, a singular fashion or a linked merged fashion. And uh, I don't know if any of you played it. Have any of you played 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim? No, but it's been recommended to me like three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, consider it four because <laughs> 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, it's a uh, Japanese uh, visual novel with some light RTS, real-time strategy uh, mechanics from Vanillaware. It's a beautiful 2D animated game. It takes place in Japan in mostly 1985, question mark. Um, and it features... No- mostly 13 characters that you play as you you pick generally which character you're playing as and you're going through their story but of course everything is linked they all have different abilities they all have different uh you know they're all like super super well characterized the voice acting the dub is amazing like really 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 talented actors um i don't know i i don't want to like give away too much just because the game's all about twists and revealing and all the kind of insane interconnected nature of all the different characters but when I thought of Hajime's like, you know, merging of all those different talents, I kind of immediately thought of this game. And I also just really wanted to recommend it to everyone who's listening because it's so good. I'm actually going to take a different path and um, ruin a TV show for everyone. So it's the Umbrella yep. Academy. So <laughs> if you don't want that to be spoiled for you, please take your headphones out. Okay, Maddie, Maddie's gone. Caroline's gone. Okay, it's just me and me and Jason. Let's go. Okay. I've already, I've already heard, I've already seen Umbrella Academy. Love so it. Go. It'll be hard. You guys, well, they can't hear this, so I'll come back to that. But um, so Umbrella Academy is uh, about six siblings um, with five with magical powers and one girl named Vanya who is told that she has no ability and you find out at the end big spoiler that she has the most ability of everyone there and so that just like really reminded me of Hajime and I felt like he could kind of find a identifying source of Vanya um and so yeah I thought he'd enjoy that okay I'm gonna give him a thumbs up to come back in (laughs) yeah welcome back welcome back you guys are gonna have to binge that show I know. I, I'm, I'm okay, watching it right listen, now. What? Listen oh, to nice. it right now, Marin. I downloaded it to watch in the car when we were driving to Florida, and I watched Sailor Moon instead. I'm sorry. Wow, <laughs> you could have watched Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's all right. Sailor Moon solid. I'm it's, watching it right now. I'm almost done with season one. That's season all. Season yeah. Better, yeah, I did think it was really good. Okay. Season two is better. Yeah. All right, Who's Hajime next, off the list, folks. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Sonia. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, so Maddie will start this one. Oh, okay. All right, so for Sonia, I picked a book. It is called Devil in the White City. It is a book by... I picked a book too. I was like really worried. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. It is a book by Eric Larson and it is about um, the American serial killer H.H. Holmes, who was active in the late 1800s, I think. And it's also, um, it you know, all those events kind of took place around the um, Chicago like fair thing that was happening. I don't remember exactly what year, 
And so it's a it's a an account of a re, like real historical events, but written in like novel like form. And um, we know Sonia, our girl, loves true crime. We know she loves she's fascinated by serial killers. So obviously, you know, that's a serial killer. But also, I think that she would find the historical aspects of like America in the 1800s and like the Chicago Fair and like all that stuff. I think she would find that really interesting too. So, yeah. I'll go next. Uh, I would be remiss if none of my 16 recommendations didn't include a Brandon Sanderson book. So oh, I love this Brandon one, Sanderson. This one's Warbreaker, um, yes. which is currently a one-off in the Cosmere, but it does feature two vivacious princesses. And you know what? Sonia, never mind. She is not the traditional princess. She is a princess who takes charge and needs to do something. And uh, Vivenna, specifically the character of Vivenna in Warbreaker, is someone who is like extremely dedicated and she knows that she has to like sacrifice what was going to be an eventually very privileged life to kind of not only save her sister but deal with these elements at large that are threatening her kingdom um speaking of killers that was another reason there are characters uh vasher denth a few others um without getting too spoilery that are like very very semi-sadistic and are suit like they end up you know kind of representing the worst and i think sonya would be really into that basically it's just a great book with really strong characters also i love brandon sanderson so it was another reason for me to just put something i really love on this this list but uh if you guys out there haven't heard haven't read any sanderson warbreaker is a good place to start or mistborn either or i also recommended a book it's kind of a younger read like younger age read but it's called a dog called gurk Uh, by Joshua Doder. And I read it a long time ago, but I loved it when I read it. And it is about this really normal average kid named Tim, who helps these two Eastern European ambassadors children go on this like secret international mission to like rescue their parents. And I remember when I was younger reading it, and I'd have to go back and read it today to see if it is more of a young read. But I remember thinking it was like, the coolest thing. And it was like, super like, well, And I just feel like she'd really love kind of the story of people from like just different countries and cultures mixing to go on like a secret mission. And yeah, I thought might vibe with her. There you go. For Sonia, I'm I'm sorry to break the book trend, but I picked a play. Um, Sorry, I guess sort of a book if you read it. Um, I picked a play I was in in college and it's called Psycho Beach Party. And it's basically a mix between a 1960s surfer movie and a Hitchcock thriller in which at the same time, there's a young girl named Chicklet who really wants to be a surfer. And simultaneously, there is these mysterious murders happening on the beach where people are being shaved clean. And wouldn't you know it, the killer, you find this out really early, is Chicklet herself because she has dissociative identity disorder. And so I think that Sonia would really like this play because it has serial killers. The humor is raunchy and really funny and just like like it, it's cutesy on the on the surface, but it really gets down into the, you know, the the serial killer alter ego is a dominatrix, you know, and so she really is something else, man. And I think she would just really love it because Sonia doesn't care. She loves everything. Who did you play? Oh, I played Chicklet. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, Caroline, you're being so humble. Like yeah. I, mean, I was in the play. Like, and I know I was the star, and I yeah. played a character with a dissociative identity disorder. I was, was really wave fun. number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. I play a wave. <laughs> but yeah, she actually has five personalities, so it was a little Whoa. bit of a trip. But yeah, That's fun split. time. It's a good play. All right, All right. Maybe Akane next. I'm gonna go with look gymnast. 
she's active. I thought, what would really, like, she wants to get out of her seat. And, they're, you know, books tend to be pretty passive. TV shows, movies, you're all kind of sitting there. And even games for the most part. But I thought something I really enjoyed this past year, and I really took advantage of this during the pandemic, Ring Fit Adventure. Get up there, folks. Ring Fit Adventure is the best. I mean, I loved Dance Sense Revolution. Obviously, all those games were great for actually getting up and doing exercise. But Ring Fit Adventure is a full RPG like campaign. It's like a super good reason to like get up and actually do something. There's tons of uh, difficulty levels. It was like really, really hard to get at the beginning of the year because so many people wanted it for the lockdown. They like couldn't manufacture enough. But if you have a Switch, and I know it's still expensive. I think it costs more than a regular Switch game because it has some hardware. But Ring Fit Adventure is super fun. I thought Akane would really enjoy that because she can get up and move. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of had the same thought of like, I don't think I can give Akane a book. And so I gave her a TV show, which is the Ultimate Ninja Warrior TV Uh, reality series. And I really wanted her to like be a participant in it and not just watch it. I don't know if that's allowed to like... (laughs) put it's her in lab. there <laughs> okay cool cool, cool. <laughs> so Connie's gonna be a part of that uh but yeah she would absolutely win um and i think she'd really have a good time good job buddy Thank you. i did pick a book <laughs> <laughs> it I could be about training regimens or something i don't know you know i don't um, think you could pick a book i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no but i so, yeah it's i most of the media i consume are books i would say so it's hard it's like harder for me to find something else but I picked one that is, it's a children's book, but it's, it, it has a heavier subject matter. So it's shorter, but it's, you know, quick, quicker pace, but it's very good. And it's about, so it's called Dennis Ever After and it's by Tony Ab- Abbott. And it's about this brother who is dead. So he had, there are two brothers and they're twins and you are seeing it from the perspective of the dead brother. And something's going on in the afterlife where something fishy is going on and so the dead brother goes to his twin brother in the living and is like hey dude help me solve this mystery and it's very lighthearted, even though the subject matter is really dark and I kind of like that for Akane because her and Nekumaru have that like brotherly relationship and I kind of saw it as like them solving that last mystery together like Nekumaru from the afterlife I don't know <laughs> <laughs> That was direction. Yeah. I, she was the last one I picked. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so my pick, I picked a TV show. Um, I th- This recommendation is not a genuine recommendation. This is just a meme, um, I will say. I picked, um, Marion and Caroline will know why, but I'll, I'll explain the context for Jason. Um, I picked the show Teen Wolf. And the reason, yes! <laughs> the reason I picked that was because I have, we all have this running joke about the first time I played this game, I was convinced that Akane was a werewolf um, because of like how she was obsessed with food and how she could like smell blood from like a mile away. And like in her one angry sprite, she looks like she has fangs and like claws or something. And I was like, Caroline, like, is Akane a werewolf? And Caroline was like, lol, yeah, like over text. And I was like, oh my God, she is. Like I I really I was convinced that I was onto something. I I was I really thought that that was going to be a thing. Alas, no. But I still have that headcanon that Akane is in fact a werewolf. So I picked a werewolf show. All right. Um next we could do Fuyuhiko, um, who I actually had a really hard time with coming up with something for him i ended up picking a tv show which is pretty new in the last few years um but it's called the politician um and 
I really, really loved it. Um, but you know, Fuyuhiko is the leader of a Kaz- uh, the Kuzurio clan, and I thought like maybe he'd want to watch something that like had to do with his work, but was not as serious. Like a little bit of like a, I don't know, way to kind of relax while staying in the mindset of the leader of the clan. But yeah, that was uh, what I picked for him. There you go. I also had a hard time with Fuyuhiko. I had a high bar because he's my husbando, so you know I had uh, to like yeah, that's important. You know, um, pick something good. So I picked a book of poetry, and it's called Ghost of by Diana Koi Nguyen. And I'm just going to give a content warning because I'm going to be talking a little bit about suicide because that's the subject matter of the book. Um, so if that is not your vibe, you can skip like a minute and I'll be done. Um, but basically, this book is a nonfiction work uh, about this the author's brother who died and basically cut himself out of the family photos and she fills in the photos with poetry and the book is just a really neat like artistic work and I kind of thought of some parallels between Fuyuhiko and Peko here because Peko didn't see herself as part of his life in a lot of ways even though he saw her as a big part of his and so you know in this way of like sort of she cutting her herself out of his life as like not being important I thought that maybe he would find some solace in reading this book after her passing and like knowing that like she did fill those gaps even though she may not have thought that she did if that makes sense so yeah it's a really beautiful book highly recommend but uh yeah sorry to bring the mood down but wow <laughs> that sort of sounds really interesting though yeah no that's awesome I'm like whew, emotional right now <laughs> my pick for Fuyuhiko is not as deep but I am proud of it um I picked a tv show and this uh, the show that I picked is called Leverage, and it is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I just thought because, you know, for him coming from, like, the Yakuza background, I thought he'd be interested in something that kind of, like, was, like, crime thriller-y-ish kind of thing. But Leverage is a show about, for anyone who doesn't know, it is a show about a group of con artists who, like, pull off these really, really elaborate cons and, like, all these things. Um, but they they do it to, like get revenge on like or not like revenge necessarily but they're kind of like a a robin hood style sort of thing like they go and like con these like corporations or people who are like doing really bad things or like you know people who deserve it or whatever and it's really cool it's a very cool show i thought he would like that a lot you guys repeatedly said that you had trouble with this one but this was like the most obvious one for me and i almost feel bad that i picked something so obvious uh i just there's a there's a really good video game series called the yakuza series (laughs) and yakuza (laughs) zero is uh, a very recent one it came out last year and it's probably the best entry in the series it was probably one of my other favorite games of last year uh it's mostly like people have said it's like the grand theft auto of japan but not not really it has more like role-playing it has more rpg elements um it has this like it does an amazing job of balancing like silly aspects and serious aspects and still telling a great story and like Marin said earlier like having kind of something that's related to his work but a but a less like serious kind of uh like you know version of that might be really nice for for him so for me this one was like the easiest one where i was like okay got it next like i was (laughs) was going through these um so yeah that's i mean the obvious answer but i'm glad no one else i was like someone else is gonna have said that but no one did we made it too hard on ourselves yeah (laughs) right yeah you guys made it too hard (laughs) i didn't want to pick any um like that video game occurred to me, but I didn't want to pick anything that I hadn't already played myself. Like I haven't played that right. game. And so I, that's true. Yeah. Everything here I have personally either read, watched or played. Yeah. So. 
There you go. Yep. All right. Last is Kazuichi. Is Kazuichi. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Oh my god. I I picked this 15 minutes ago because I couldn't think of anything. I feel so bad. But I picked the movie Animal House. What? No, I picked for another character. You're kidding. That's <laughs> I, I picked Animal House for another character. I, well, I picked it because the other day in our Patreon Discord server, we were talking about, like, you know, I picked, uh, did I pick a Grease? Oh, no. So anyway, Maddie and I do these playlists. We talked about it earlier. Mine are all musical theater because I feel like musical theater is a great canon to analyze Danganronpa, you know, because it's over the top. So is anime. Um, but one of our patrons was like, oh, what if there was like Grease Lightning, but it was like all the lads, like Kazuichi and like Hajime and like all the guys. And I was like thinking about that. And I was like, well, what about like Animal House? And so I was like, Kazuichi would be in a frat. So that's why I picked it. <laughs> uh, actually, I got very excited because I heard, sorry, I actually did not pick Animal House. I picked something else that I, I'll get to it later. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, okay. That's so ne- funny. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Lads sorry. mean lads, the movie um i got really excited and i picked i picked animal world for something else and i should not have reacted that way i just got excited um but we'll get to that later for kazuichi who is the ultimate mechanic like i tried to think of something that i thought would be good for his personality specifically because it's i think it's very unique among the danganronpa characters in this game but ultimately there was one game that just kept jumping to mind um and it's factorio there's a series of games called Zaktronic games that are very unique. They focus on like they're, they're puzzle games, but they're puzzle games where you have to like find the most efficient way to make something or code something or put something together. One is called Space Chem. One is called TIS 100. Um, but I think one of the best of these types of games is Factorio, where you like create these interlocking factories that like manufacture components and materials and then you create pipelines move them to other factories and it has to be like super efficient and it just keeps growing and growing and growing across this entire map and i kind of tried to think of something else but it, was, it just kept dominating my thoughts and eventually i was like it has to be factorio just because of his you know mechanical background and how much i think he would who he would like get super into that game so nice. it's factorio heck yeah that's super cool yeah i my pick for kazuichi is like it's, it's one that I was kind of just like, I just went based on a vibe. I was like, I don't have any particular good reasoning for it at all. Um, I, I struggled to come up with something for him. But um, I picked, it's another TV show. I picked Doctor Who, actually, for Kazuichi. He just mm-hmm. strikes me as someone who'd be a Doctor Who fan. I can't really put my finger on why. But, no, I'm um, with you. But kind of get yeah. those vibes. Yeah, and um, like sci-fi, I think he'd be into the whole sci-fi thing. Um and yeah i think he'd enjoy it i am a huge doctor who fan or at least i used to be when i was younger i haven't caught up on any of the more recent seasons but it's a good show <laughs> um Who's your favorite doctor 10 okay <laughs> david tennant david tennant is 10 right Just yes so yes yes okay cool cool, cool. <laughs> 10 and <laughs> 10 and, yeah. oh, all right <laughs> Marion, you can go all right <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, for Kazuichi, I picked the video game Among Us. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit in our chapter four analysis, but throughout that entire chapter, he goes around being like, you're acting kind of suspicious right now. And like, I don't know, you're kind of sus. And it's like exactly what that (laughs) gameplay is like. (laughs) So I just think uh, I could totally see him uh, just running around the little map having fun. Yeah. Good pick. Thank yeah, you. Thank good. you. Good, good pick. Good pick. 
All right. Up next is Chiaki and Maddie, you're up. Nice. Okay. Um, what did I pick for Chiaki? I don't even remember. Oh, okay. Um, this is another one. I don't have a super strong rationale behind this, but um, I picked Fangirl, the book by Rainbow Rowell for Chiaki. Um, I mean, being a huge like gamer, it seems like she would maybe relate to the main character of this book because um, the book centers around like this college girl who um basically her whole thing is she writes fan fiction and she it's specifically it's like harry potter fan fiction but it's not harry potter it's like off-brand harry potter um for like copyright reasons but yeah she just like immerses herself in these fictional worlds and it like plays such a huge role in her like identity and whatnot and i thought maybe chucky could relate to that i realized as i was choosing here that I couldn't pick a game because I would just be like mansplaining to the <laughs> ultimate gamer. Surety knows, surety knows every game. So like I couldn't pick that. And I thought about in film, like there are so many like game movies, you know, and adaptations like, like Street Fighter is fun to watch because of Raul Julia, but like it's not a good movie. So I didn't want to pick that. And I thought about my favorite like video game-esque movie. And I love Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim Saves the World 2010. Like, it's not technically from a video game. In fact, the video game was made about the movie, which was very good as well. But, like, it just feels like it. All of the effects and, and the directing from, from Wright was just so good. Um, I just think she would enjoy that a lot and feel like she could relate to it very well. So I decided to mansplain a video game. <laughs> no, you, you're not. You are a whammon. I decided to whammonsplain a game. Whammonsplain. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I wanted to pick a video game because I was like, I have to pick like the best video game for Chiaki. I was like, what's like a great game for her to play? Like something that would be like, like something that we would make a podcast about. And so I... <laughs> Is it tongue and rope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait you're I, kidding no i assigned her own craft to uh to chiaki they like dong like dong and rumpa yeah. is a picture mm-hmm. meta as heck <laughs> that's, <right>. wow, man. <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible we can all go home tonight yeah anyways that was a good pick all right that's a good pick well i mean okay so uh can't top that but uh i picked a book and it's called i just finished this book and i knew i was gonna pick it for chiaki as soon as i finished it it's called ava by carol masso and it's this experimental fiction book and check out carol masso she is an underrated author she is so freaking good but this book uh follows the journey of a woman who in the scenario of the book she's like she's dying she's passing away and she's sort of just musing about her life and the impact she had on the people around her because she is finding console in that and like like knowing her life is going to end and like trying to find like and grasp at any meaning she can have like to help the people that she was once with or once a part of and so I know it's interesting but she like you know that's her role in the game is she's like the one who impacts people without them knowing and that's kind so of good yeah. thank you it's a wonderful life anyone no just kidding this I, yeah <laughs> but yeah all right good job cool is nakito oh mm. Mm. i'll go first this time this was the one that i thought you because i just heard animal and then got completely confused i watched this movie four days ago on a like all of us were kind of like so I, I live with some roommates and we were just like sort of overwhelmed with the stuff happening in the capital and we were like let's just does anyone have like a dumb movie they want to watch so we were scrolling through netflix and we found this movie 
Animal World, which is based off of a Japanese manga, but it was done by a Chinese uh, movie production company and then Tencent funded it. Animal World is wild. I, I like it's. I didn't know anything about it, and I do think that's the best way to go into it. But I guess I have to talk about it a little bit. Um, basically, this guy gets captured for some reason and gets put on a boat with a bunch of other people that have been captured and it's it's this game where it has like very specific rules but it's literally rock paper scissors so they get 12 cards three of them or four of them are rock four of them are paper four of them are scissors and you can go and challenge anyone you want at a table you both pull down a card you both flip them over uh if you win you take one of the other person's stars um, the rules are you have to finish with three stars or above, and you must use all of the cards in your possession or you'll basically be killed. Um, but there are a bunch of like weird rules where you can like buy stars or cards if you have enough other stuff. And then, so like, obviously this this came to mind with Nagido because you'd think that rock, paper, scissors is just pure luck. Like there's no strategy here. You're going to put down a card. The other person's going to put that a card and you're just going to hope for the best. But it turns out that, like, that's not precisely the case. And the way the main character kind of, like, thinks about the situation and deals with the, uh, the like, specifics of the rules is really, really interesting. And also, it's just a wild movie, and it's full of crazy people. And also, the main character specifically is crazy, self-admitted. He's like, I'm a crazy person. He sees this, like, killer clown sometimes when he gets mad. It fit. This is my best fitting pick of everything on here. Animal World is Nagito in a movie. It also weirdly, despite being a completely Chinese movie in every other aspect, stars Michael Douglas for no reason. He just shows up and he speaks English. It's real weird. Anyway, Animal <laughs> World. It's on Netflix. Super fun. That reminds me of in The Politician, like what I recommended for Fuyuhiko in season two when they're talking about um, rock, paper, scissors and the strategies. And they're like, 60% of people lead with rock. So you need to lead with paper, but they'll think you're leading with paper. So you lead with scissors. But if they lead with scissors, the next time go with paper. It's like, oh, it's so chaotic. <laughs> yeah. So I picked a book for Nagito. I picked The Bad Beginning, A Series of Unfortunate Events, number one by oh, Lemony wow. Snicket. Yeah, nice. <laughs> because wow. that series is like an entire series about characters who deal with luck, like unfortunate events, but they actually sometimes work in the kid's favor. And so it's kind of just like, luck in one form or another that you can't really describe as bad or good sometimes which is pretty much Nagito's whole existence is like uh he has bad luck sometimes but it can lead him to you know like better events like there there's always the example I think we talk about it in our Nagito character analysis where like it's all perception and like let's say you're late for work but that stops you from being killed by an avalanche like that's good luck even though it feels bad and so yeah nice. that yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> cool Good job. Thanks. We'll never top the Dear Evan Hansen transition. I feel like. <laughs> no, we started off real strong on that one. That was incredible. Wow. That was pretty great. Yeah. So for Nagito, I had a tough time, but I was really excited because I thought of this and I was like, yes. I picked The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, taking a totally mm. different lens with Nagito and thinking about him as Nick and his fixation on The Great Gatsby Cowboy. and how he's gay and a lot of people had canon that he's gay for Gatsby and I think that this is Nagito to all the ultimates but especially Hajime 
um, until he finds out Hajime is a reserve student, then, then he hates him. But you know, we're <laughs> gonna ignore that part. Um, yeah, so that's why I picked him for him. Also, I don't know, I feel like it feels right. <laughs> I barely feel like that's headcanon. I feel like that's just like mostly it's true, canon. right? I mean, it's yeah, gotta be. True. I mean, like, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I went in a little bit of a different direction for Nagito, but I actually, um, I was thinking when I was thinking about what to choose for him, I was thinking back to what we talked about a lot um, in our character analysis episode um, and about his frontotemporal dementia um, that he has that you learn about through his free time events. And I was like, brain stuff, you know, I love brains. We're going to go with that. Um, So I picked the book um, Brain on Fire by Susanna, I think it's Kahalan. I don't exactly know how to pronounce that last name. But um, this is actually, so this is a book about a woman who has a very rare um, autoimmune disorder that attacks her brain. And fun fact, full disclosure, I actually also have an autoimmune disorder that attacks my brain that I had when I was younger and I'm Gucci now, but, um, yeah, it was like, um, for me, it was really interesting and it felt reassuring to read a book that like of somebody else's story who had gone through something similar and was like, Hey, I came out. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not the same thing as what Nagito has. His is very much like, you know, I mean, if the frontotemporal dementia is like, it's terminal, so it's not like it can just be cured. But, um, but I thought it was like interesting to read and to be like, you know, you're whatever you got going on, you're not alone in it. And, um, just kind of relating the, the brain stuff to his situation. Maddie, can I, can I just say that I, I watched, or no, I read that book after you told me you had an autoimmune disorder and like freshman year of high school or whatever I remember reading that because you were like yeah check out this and like you know and it'll explain what it is and I was like oh okay (laughs) oh wow okay I didn't know you'd ever read Caroline have you read every book (laughs) that's a yes for Marin that's a a yes for Marin Yeah. I feel I like I read it. more than most people, but I feel like I also don't hold a candle to you. <laughs> I, except, I except Boy, howdy. Caroline has not read I Am Number Four. I have not. You haven't? No. It's, okay, well, hold on. <laughs> it's, oh, Jason. <laughs> oh, it's a good. good book. Okay, it's a good book. But like... It's, it's, I don't know. I wouldn't have that reaction. We just have a running joke the, about that. Like, it's okay. not the best thing I've ever read. But it's just like, oh, it's like a classic. It's just like a YA. Yeah, Marin, I was going to ask you, is it YA? Well, you know, some people yes. like YA. Well then, Marin, I don't like YA, so no wonder. It's, it's YA. Like, it's, it's decent as far as YA goes, but like, I don't know. I, I was like, whatever. No. <laughs> Some offense? I don't know. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners like <laughs> I know. I honestly my visceral hatred is not helping us, honestly. I don't have visceral hatred of YA, I'll say that. I don't know. It's fine. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Are we good to move to Gundam? Yeah. Okay, I'll start this one because I don't feel good about this. I feel like I didn't do Gundam justice in my pick, but I just could not think of anything for him, to be completely honest. So I ended up picking the book Savvy uh, by Ingrid Michelson. I think that's how you pronounce her name. It, I love that book. It's Ingrid Nielsen. Ingrid Nielsen. Michelson's the singer. Oh, <laughs> 
fair. Yeah, but I picked it because in the book, it kind of felt like an opposite to Gundam in that in Savvy, it's about a lot of kind of like average people who have really cool talents, but they keep them hidden from the world. And Gundam is kind of a character who like, you know, like we debate in our group if Gundam is like actually magical or not, but he's kind of like this boisterous character who like, you know, like doesn't try and keep anything hidden. And so I thought it was just kind of like a counter to his character in a way that could be interesting, but yeah. All right. Well, I will go next. So when thinking about Gundam, I didn't think a book would do him justice. So I actually don't have a book for this one. You love books. Um, I know, I know. But I turned to my second love, which is musical theater. And I decided to pick a musical, you know, I know guys, it comes up rarely, but here we are. Um, are you so, in musical theater? Are you in musical theater? Are you? Yes, oh my God, yes, please that? don't talk about it. Outside. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. But um, so I was thinking about Gundam and he's very dramatic and musicals are very dramatic. And then I thought, what is the most dramatic kind of musical? And it's the mega musical. Obviously, which is a movement in the 1980s. Every musical you've ever heard of, Cats, Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals, Cats is one of them. Jesus Christ Superstar, all of them are mega musicals. But another one is Les Mis, baby. And I only picked this one because the song, The Confrontation, just the heightened, like, like Valjean, like it's like they're speak singing everything that they mean, and it's so dramatic, even though the story is actually really meaningful and really good. But I saw that for him like he talks like that all the time <laughs> anyway yep. totally why I picked it it's a bad choice probably but yeah. no so valid. stop it's a great choice and it's valid okay <laughs> yes you are valid <laughs> thank you um it is my dream to do that song at, like karaoke like I that is the that's dream. A- it's an achievable dream. Admittedly, not right now, but like right, right. you can go do that <laughs> in normal circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be like the first thing I do. <laughs> the first thing you yeah. do once you get vaccinated, Mar- yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get back going to karaoke and singing lemons. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of proud of my pick for Gundam. I picked a video game and I picked um Far Cry Primal, which Ooh, yeah, it's a good game. It's um like it's this massive like open world like kind of survivally kind of like like the far cry games are like shooter games but far cry primal is like you're like a cave person and like it's like prehistoric so there are no actual guns um and it's yeah um but it's very interesting and the reason i picked this game for gundam is because um my favorite part of the game my favorite aspect of it was that you get to like tame like wild animals like you get to have like your wild beasts as your like companions and you can have like a wolf or like a panther or a grizzly bear that's like you know running around at your side and it does whatever you tell it to do and so i thought that gundam would very much enjoy that i love far cry primal it's really good it's a good game uh the trailer for far cry 6 looks amazing it has giancarlo esposito in it anyway i haven't seen it um yeah it's really cool uh, I, this was my hardest one at first because like I wanted to at first I thought like okay ultimate breeder and I thought like golden compass but I don't know I don't really think anything golden compass like matches his personality you know like it's kind of like a more quiet sort of world um, and then I thought like okay is there a game and then I thought like Nintendogs but I was like no nah, that game's just like really cute and like it doesn't really have any like sort of magical boisterous properties and then I thought of a game that I'm not sure if it predates Nintendogs, but in 2006, Rare 
who at the time wasn't really making much because they got bought out by Microsoft, released a game on the Xbox 360 called Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata is the game that I chose in which you breed animals, but they're pinatas. And it's like super bright and super colorful and super weird. Um, <laughs> like, if you have not seen Viva Pinata, it's definitely worth like looking up just, like, a quick trailer for Viva Pinata. It's so stupid, but so fun. And when I say the phrase so stupid, but so fun, I think of Gundam. <laughs> right. Uh, so I went with Viva Pinata for Gundam. I kind of love the Nintendogs. I might adopt that as my answer. Nintendogs is still a good answer. Like, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you just, yeah. when you first get Nintendogs and you like load up the game, you pick a dog and then you like have to say its name over and over again. And couldn't you just see Gundam with the DS like, Jumpy, Jumpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. You would do that. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, we want to know, what do you think of these book recommendations we've been throwing out? Let us know by tweeting at us at Ultra Hope Girls Podcast. We're also Ultra Hope Girls Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. And yeah, and if you want to help us out and become a patron, we so appreciate it. The lowest tier is just $2 a month and you unlock a bunch of extra bonus content. So definitely recommend. But yeah, we'll be right back after the break. Hello, everybody. Caroline here with a pretty exciting announcement. So I, separate from the other Ultra Hope girls, am offering some online virtual classes in things such as writing, because, you know, I'm the ultimate literary girl, and performing, and also some clubs and classes virtually via my own school, which I founded, called The Spilling Ink School. You can check that out at thespillinginkschool.com. I'm offering tutoring and college essays. I'm offering, you know, piano classes and all that jazz. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And I will also be offering some clubs and classes that are Danganronpa related via OutSchool. So I'll keep the links all in the description. They are for people under 18, so ask your parents before checking it out. But yeah, I'm excited to potentially have some listeners in my classes, and I wanted to let you know that that's going on. So thanks so much in advance for checking it out, and I look forward to teaching some of you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's so great. Up next is Nekomaru. Well, if anyone tuned into our chapter four analysis, you will know what book I'm about to talk about. So I'm going to be talking about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because about, you know, the conversation of who is the monster and who is the man and all that stuff. Because a lot of people comment on how Nekomaru's robot appearance is very monstrous, but the real monster is the person who made him that way, Monokuma, aka in Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein, not the monster. So, yeah, it's a good book. It's highly recommend sci-fi OG. Like, love it if you haven't read it. Really good. It's a classic, definitely. It is a classic. Um, it, it is actually a classic, but it's also classic. <laughs> Some people say it's the first sci-fi, but didn't Ada Lovelace write something before that? 
for Ava Lovelace? I forget. Like, what's, I would what's need to look like up the, the year. The like first sci-fi book, but yeah. That would be an honor to create a genre of book. Right? Maybe that'll be my new goal. First oh, karaoke, yeah. <laughs> then create a new book. Then create a new genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> cool. Easy. <laughs> Oh um, my! So my pick for Nekamaru, I also chose a book, um, and I chose the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. Um, and this is the story of it; it's a true story, and they made a movie of it a few years back. I never saw the movie, but the book was really good. And it is a story of I cannot remember his name, but a man who was um, basically oh god, I can't even remember which war it was. I think it was World War II, and he was. Um, captured and like basically taken to a japanese like concentration camp for like prisoners of war and like it's his story of like the horrible horrible things that he went through and like how hard he like fought to stay alive and like he wanted to get back to his family and like um just and then a little bit about like when he finally did get home and like his recovery and just what that was like it's a very um it's a very heavy book it's it's not like a light read at all but it's a very good story and it's just like a story about like you know personal strength and like overcoming adversity and just that kind of thing which I think Nekomaru would appreciate um we we stand Nekomaru here in this house um he's an awesome guy and he I think has a like I think a lot of people like think he's just like a meme character that like is funny but he also I think in my opinion has like a lot of depth to him and i think he would appreciate a book like this at first i thought moneyball because of the team manager thing but i had to go key into the robot thing and i'm like there's obviously a lot of existential you know questions about what is a human and what is a personality and where does that personality live uh i'm going with blade runner 2049 folks not the og blade runner 2049 a masterpiece of directing if you think it's too slow you don't appreciate american cinema i love blade runner 2049 i love the whole series um i love like the, egg, the the questions it asks about what does it mean to be human and what does it mean? I mean, does this really have to do with his personality? Not directly, I admit that. But like, you know, just the the concept of of becoming Mechamaru or whatever in that whole sequence, like just reminded me very much about the questions asked in that series. So if you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049, go watch it. The end. <laughs> oh, wait, quick question. Jason, have you played the game Soma? Uh, I have not. I do know of it. But okay. I I, I'm just very curious. That was something I was considering choosing for Nekamaru. We talked about it also in, on a different episode of our podcast. I talked so much about that game. I talk about it all the time. Mm. But um, it's, it's a good one. I definitely recommend that. But I didn't recommend it to Nekamaru because I don't know if he'd like a horror game. But oh, it's a horror game. I don't know. I don't know horror it games. is. It's so good though. Like the ending. Ooh. Anyway, I'm sorry, Marin. You can you can go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my choice for him is a TV show, and it's a little bit different of a vibe. Um. I picked Queer Eye more than a makeover <laughs> <laughs> because Nekomaru spends his entire life helping other people succeed in all aspects of their life, and what other television show does that as well i i was like this is perfect yeah so i that is he would love that show he would love it it's a good show he would love that show (laughs) that's the best recommendation of the four i think that was really (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right up next is mekon and maddie um fittingly you will go first oh (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) 
For Mekon, I chose a Netflix original show called Diagnosis. Um, this is really the only like medical show that I've ever like watched. It's it's a nonfiction show. It's like a docuseries. I never was into medical dramas or anything. It's the only like real medical show to, that I've watched, but it was really good. It was very interesting. It's a show about like a lot of um like people who are like medical mysteries and like the the diagnosis is like the the doctors can't figure out what's going on. And so it's this one woman who is a doctor and a journalist, and she um crowdsources diagnoses for like her patients who are like very difficult to diagnose so she will send out a a query to like the internet like everywhere and like people all around the world whether they're scientists or doctors or therapists or just people who've had personal experiences with something will set like um read the case file of this like patient and whatever they're experiencing and like send in a memo about what they think the diagnosis might be and then um using that method they've actually been able to successfully like help out a lot of people it's very interesting and so being the ultimate nurse i thought mikan would would enjoy watching that she would enjoy that and then after she was done watching an episode she would enjoy the best medical video games of all time trauma center under the knife and trauma center 2 um (laughs) there was this weird phase in the late like aughts of like nintendo ds games making games about like normal professions but gamifying them like phoenix right obviously is an example and like hotel dusk being a detective and whatever trauma center was a series about you as a surgeon but it had a weird sci-fi virus happening and yes it's not super precise like you would inject green gel to recover pe- patients vitals as opposed to like actually i don't know doing stuff but it used the touch screen and the microphone in really fun ways like you would use the stylus as a variety of tools whether it be a scalpel or a suture or like a lot of really cool different things and it got super difficult which was really fun for me uh because i tend to be a little bit of like a masochistic gamer in terms of difficulty um but yeah they're just that one this one was pretty obvious to me just because i really love those games and they're the only like medical games that i really know I picked a movie for Mekon to enjoy after the TV, after the video game. Um, <laughs> it is the incredible movie Knives Out, which is... Love Knives Out! Yeah! yeah. And uh, the main character is a nurse, um, and it's a murder mystery movie. And so I just thought, you know, uh, I know a nurse who was in a murder mystery visual novel. So let's have her Marin. watch this. Yeah! <laughs> You're the nurse, Marin. Marin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Rian Johnson like nailed that movie so hard. I loved it. Oh yeah. Oh, it was so good. I was like, it's a nurse. I was so excited in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, she's a nurse. Guys, (laughs) he's like me. Everyone's like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) My choice is um, One Million Lovely Letters by Jodi Ann Bickley. It's a book that she will enjoy after watching and playing and TV showing um watching a tv show um and it's a nonfiction book about this woman who was terminally ill but she miraculously survived but she started this movement where she was like i want to make a difference in people's lives so i'm just going to write letters to people who need to get a letter and it was like kind of amazing because she like beyond what doctors expected lived because of like and they think it's because of like this sort of thing that she motivated herself to do and so i think mikan would kind of like that it's a non-traditional you know story of like an uplifting experience rather than like a sad experience of being a nurse so yeah nice all right up next is hiyoko oh god jason i think you're first 
I am first. I had some difficulty with this one. Eventually, so like, yeah, she's the ultimate traditional dancer and she's like very innocent and well, you know, but <laughs> uh, but I watched Blackpink Light Up the Sky, a documentary about the Korean pop group Blackpink because <laughs> I think it's really important that Hyoko Sionji, a traditional dancer, get into the modern world a little bit. You know, like I really respect the traditions of Japan and her dancing and her background, but she needs to really experience the latest in, you know, not only culture but just like the newest dance moves and i have to say the choreography for blackpink the production value around them everything is top notch uh, i'm a jisoo fan for the record if anyone's wondering but yeah it was really interesting to like watch like there's this crazy they don't focus on it too much in the documentary because it's clearly like very heavily produced by like it's clearly approved by everyone it's not like a guerrilla journalism type of thing but there's this like crazy camp that like 11 year old korean girls get sent to and then they they like live their entire lives in this like 14 a day ultra training regimen, hoping to get like chosen to be assembled into a group and like girls get eliminated all the time and they get sent home and their whole like lives are ruined at that point. And it's like really weird and bad. But then ultimately these four like make it and they become Blackpink who are at least I don't know if you guys listen to Blackpink, but I really like them. Um, but yeah, I chose Blackpink light up this guy. Nice. Um, I picked a video game for Hyoko. I picked Doki Doki Literature Club. Incredible <laughs> game. Honestly, in my top five video games ever. Maybe, yeah, up there. But I love the game. It is a very cutesy, let's join a book club. Nothing bad happens. Yeah, Nothing bad happens yeah super, super easy to play. Um, Nothing bad happens. <laughs> But it's super like like simple and cute and Hyoko like on the outside. But then, you know, you play the game and it is a horror game. And Hyoko isn't necessarily like horror on the inside. But like if you look at like Mahiru's memorial, it's very dark. And, you know, there's smoke and skulls and whatever. And I think she kind of has that. Like she, some of the things she says are very like like pointed and aggressive and so i think she does kind of have that dark twist to her um within the quirky like fun bubbly exterior everyone listening maren's lying there is no dark twist yeah no i was just it's kidding just a regular fun time in uh <laughs> yeah. literature write some poems you write some poems yeah there's yeah. that's all that happens <laughs> but you should play it though agreed yes <laughs> Definitely. I might. We'll see. Oh, I don't know if I can do it, honestly. <laughs> sure you can. You love poems. I already know you recommended no, a book stop. of poetry. No, stop. Don't joke about it. Oh, my God. I don't know oh, if I poems. can do it. It's, oh, okay. I hate writing poetry. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. So for Hyoko, I picked a book called Ballet Shoes by Noelle Street, Streetfield. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. But this book is about three sisters who are all adopted. And it's just about their trials and tribulations. It kind of feels like an Anne of Green Gables or a Little Women. You know, it's kind of in that same vibe. But I think that Hyoko could learn a little bit from the conflict resolution that happens in this book. Um, also, there is some dancing in it. So I think she would like that, too. But I think she needs to learn how to express her feelings a little bit more productively. <laughs> so, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That is actually a great segue into my recommendation because um, my pick for Hyoko is the Disney movie Inside Out. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we love learning about how to, you know, positively express and regulate our emotions. No. Um, so I, I had such a hard time with Hyoko and I was like, 
trying to think like, oh my God, like what, what would she like? I, I don't know anything about like dancing or like any books or movies like related to it. I went and I looked back for a couple of these characters at their little like report cards from the game because it says like their likes and dislikes. Hyoko, f- under her likes, it just says squish squishy. So... <laughs> I didn't really know what to do with that, but I was like, okay, what's something like that just feels like squishy, you know? And I was like, I got to think of like a Disney Pixar movie here. Like, that's what I got to go with. And then I thought of Inside Out and I was like, I think that could work. So. (laughs) That movie does have like a squishy vibe. Right? Yeah. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next is Ibuki. Um, for Ibuki, I wanted to pick something that was chaotic and had music in it. So I picked the uh, critically acclaimed TV show Glee. Nice. I don't think. Like Ibuki would hate it. She would never be on that show. <laughs> I know, but like on a surface level, I feel like it's the perfect show for her, but I I don't think she would like it. I don't know. I just, yep. So that, that's <laughs> Chumistong Glee. She'd hate watch it. She'd hate watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my God. So similarly to Marin, I wanted to pick something that was chaotic and had music in it. So I picked the film Eurovision. Yes! yes! Yeah. Rise the fire saga. Let's yes, go. It's the best movie. Oh my god. But yeah. Shockingly I, good songs in that movie. So like, good. They I, are I great. run to those songs. Like Volcano so Man good. rules. Yes. It's Volcano <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, not no nothing more to be said there. It yeah, just, no, that's <laughs> I also have very little to say about the one I chose. I feel like I'm on a similar wavelength as Marin with this one, but um, I chose Mamma Mia, either the what? musical or the movie. Either one. Um, <laughs> Abba, Abba got their start in Eurovision in the 70s. That's where they came up. Yeah, Ma- Nadia, I was going to say, like, brother. Our transitions. <laughs> wow. We're like yeah, we're killing it. We're killing it this is yeah. perfect. All right. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got there. For me, I went the highbrow route. I thought, who is a musician that I think Ibuki could really learn from, you know? And I thought about David Bowie. And I actually read a biography called Strange Fascination uh, by David Bowie. It was like a long, it was a, it came out like a while ago. This might have been seven or eight years ago. I remember being a shockingly good book. And like he curated this like air of mystery. And everyone was so like eager to try and peel it back. He was like a master of kind of creating this, this like persona and this, you know, front-facing thing to the world and like abuki miyota she's got the talent but does she have the 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 marketing does she have the ability to sell herself to the world she's a little rough around the edges i think she could learn a lot from that book mm-hmm. really interesting book yeah mike drop if you're into david bowie check it out <laughs> all right up next is peko we have four more right uh yes peko mahiru teruturu and byakuya okay so for peko for peko i picked my favorite Jane Austen novel, which is Sense and Sensibility. And I picked this for her because the main character, Eleanor, is very reserved and she is sense in the Sense and Sensibility title of the book. 
there's a small spoiler for the ending about to come here because it, but this book is like hundreds of years old so yeah if you're yeah. we're spoilers <laughs> have expired spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> like <laughs> sensibility but at the very end so she is pining after this guy who th- she thinks she is not good enough for and she is she's very like you know realistic and she so she's told herself that they're never going to end up together and at the very end of the book he's like but eleanor i'm in love with you and i want to marry you and she just like the whole exterior of her like like serene thing breaks down and she starts crying and like weeping like she loves him so much and i just was like yeah so that's why i picked it wow. for her. <laughs> so, i love that i picked a book called and this is a book that i actually recommended to you caroline i think very briefly at one point i was like oh i think you really like this book um it is called in the time of the butterflies and it is by julia alvarez and it is a um it is based on a true story and it's about a bunch of I think it's four. Yeah, four sisters in this family um, in the Dominican Republic under the dictatorship. And I don't remember exactly what time period that was. But um, it is a really, really good book. It's just like this really, really gripping and very, very sad, but very touching story about like this family and like their bonds with each other and also like the people that they love and like the sacrifices that they will make for the people that they love when, you know, a lot is at stake and when there is, you know, forces beyond their control. And it's, yeah, that's, I know it's a vague description, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. And it just feels like Pekka would very much relate to that. In the Time of the Butterflies is the most book name of a book I've ever heard. <laughs> no. it, it really? Okay. So it's just 100% book title. Right there. <laughs> wow. I, I see what you mean. I see what really? you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I chose, uh, so honorable mention to Kill Bill. I was going to pick Kill Bill here, but I thought of a better one. It's an anime film called Sword of the Stranger. And I will say, it first of all, is one of the most beautifully animated films of all time. I do not say that lightly. I've seen a whole bunch of animated films. This one is an unbelievable animation, but it comes down to like Peko being very loyal and it comes down like obviously yes, yeah, sword whatever, sword woman, but like I think the main character, I think is Nana it uh it says like a it means like no name or something. It's like Nana Vess or I forget. But I think they like he and his journey like really represent like I think Peko's inner qualities, which I think the game did a really, if I recall correctly, it has been about like five, four or five years since I played, but like the game did a shockingly good job, like characterizing her almost to me, like more depth than almost any of the other characters in the game, minus maybe Nagito and, and Chiaki. And I thought like, it's, it's a very like, I think it's billed to a lot of people as like, a, like, oh, awesome sword fighting movie. And yes, it does have some great mechanics, but it's mainly about the main character and his relation with, uh, with like an orphan boy. And this like undying loyalty that he shows. And I think Pekka would really relate to it. Yeah. Again, mine's a little bit less serious, but I think she'd really like it. It's a, a video game through the VR headset called Beat Saber. Mm. <laughs> because <laughs> I could really just see Pekko attaching the nunchucks to like her like staff and going to town on you know, if, if you haven't played the game before, it's like these like colorful cubes come at you with like arrows and you have to slice them in a certain way to the beat of a song beat saber and like yeah it was the only video game i could think that like really directly applied to her talent but yep it's a I love <laughs> yes i'm very i'm i'm very like i i had a whole phase 
<laughs> would beat Saber. Are you as good as Pekka would be, though? Pekka is the ultimate swordswoman, so absolutely not. <laughs> However, I am very good at it. I can expert plus most songs. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Man. Yeah. Oh, is it me next? Yes, for oh, okay. Mahiru. Mahiru. Um, yeah, so I chose a book for Mahiru. I chose, um, she definitely strikes me as a person who would be um, a bookworm, possibly. Um, and I chose the book I Am Malala by Malala Yousafzai. Um, the, the true story of, you know, Malala, who I think everyone pretty much knows who she is at this point, but, um, you know, she was shot by the Taliban on a bus to school one day. Um, she has been an advocate for girls and women's education um, and, you know, just equal rights and like all that stuff has been like a, a world leader. Just she's an amazing, amazing person. And her autobiography is very good. And it is a powerful, inspiring story of a powerful, inspiring woman. And so I think Mahiru would appreciate that. I'm going last on this one. Ooh, oh, okay. oh okay. wow. Okay. okay. No, not for any like h- hardcore reason. I just, I feel like there's going to be a double. Anyway, we'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I picked a video game. I, I'm trying to get a read. Okay, I'll just go. Um, <laughs> so I picked a video game that I actually streamed this year called Life is Strange. Um, I almost picked that. <laughs> yes, because it's literally the main character, Max, goes around. Okay. She's studying photography. She, you know, takes some pictures. <laughs> yep. It's gay. It I'm a Chloe fan and a super gay. Yes, you should yes. be kissing Chloe if you have the choice in that game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's pretty much it. It's a video game. It's kind of like my reasoning for Peko. It's a video game that utilizes their talent. Um, so I think she'd get a real kick out of that. Also, it's like a school story where you're kind of your main goal is to meet people and help people out, which like Mahiru might want to do over of school. If you know what I mean? To help people out. Okay, well, uh, um, so, Jason, did you pick the same one? As that one? Yeah. Maybe, I'm not telling you, go. Okay, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know if we had a segue, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, so... For Mahiru, I okay, I'll say the book and the movie because the movie might be more well known. So I picked the book The Price of Salt by Patricia Highsmith. The movie, there, there's a movie called Carol, Kate Blanchett's in it. It's the same story. And so it's about this lesbian photographer who meets this, <laughs> <laughs> this housewife and they end up having an affair. But the reason why that book is so famous is because it's the first lesbian story. It was written in the 1950s, and it was the first one to end happy. And so I think Mahiru deserves a happy ending with her lesbian photography. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. She does. Yeah. Guys, how have we not had a single double yet? Right? We haven't had impressive. one double. And I thought for sure I was going to get doubled on this one. It's the most obvious pick. Cam Jansen? It's, it's Pokemon Snap. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pokemon Snap rules. It's another one of those like weird <laughs> games from the early aughts that focused on people just doing jobs, albeit in the Pokemon universe. Pokemon Snap is a remarkable game that has not been duplicated to this day. It's all about taking well-framed action shots of cool Pokemon, but you have to like lure them into specific positions and get them to do certain things with lures and abilities. And you can go on secret tracks down certain things. And I just think Mahiru would just love, she would just love it. She would get so into Pokemon Snap, just like I was so into Pokemon Snap. (laughs) Mahiru would be all over it. However, Life is Strange is also a great pick. It was a little bit, now I get to like name drop a little bit, but like I'm good friends with Ashley Birch who plays Chloe and it is 
super weird to just hear my friend like because in a lot of roles she like you know puts on a different voice or something but it's just her talking in that role and i'm just like oh it's just ash talking that's so cool that's so cool wow oh very weird playing it for me life is strange she did a great job obviously very first game i streamed so yes Mm. yeah great game didn't love two that much two was kind of a disappointment i gotta say i haven't played it yet but yeah uh it's like it's not as good as one is it better or worse than i am number four uh that... i played the fifth i played the fifth i'm not gonna answer because <laughs> <question. laughs> i'll get yelled at <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh man all right did we all Love... go for my hero i think we did oh no we didn't did we yeah yeah yes. we're okay. okay then yes. teru okay, yeah. teru is next i tried to think of something with like <sighs> i all right i i actually just changed my mind <laughs> So at first I was going to go with Food Wars, which is an anime about, it's got everything you'd expect from a shonen anime, but it's about food. It's got a term arc. It's got a school. It's got an entrance exam. It's got the whole deal, but I'm changing it because I just remembered how Terra Terra died and correct me because this was like literally four years ago since I played DR2 or whatever, five years ago. I believe he was killed and left under the floorboards. Am I correct? That's how he killed Tugami. Um, Oh, damn it. I messed up. But he... Yeah, he was. I'm like still going dry. for it. I'm still going for it because yeah. it still works. Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Oh yeah. Because the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards is, I would argue, the tensest scene in cinematic history. Now, I'm not saying the whole movie is the best movie in cinematic history, but the opening seven minutes with Hans Landa and the the um, the the siblings hiding out underneath the floorboards is so impactful to me. Um, I love that movie. It's my favorite Tarantino movie, and I love Tarantino. I'm also I don't know if this really gives it any more emotional resonance. resonance. I am Jewish, so like I know a ton about the Holocaust. I've met a million Holocaust survivors growing up. Um, so does this have a lot to do with Terror Terror? No. Did I want to say it? Yes. So Inglorious Bastards. That's it. <laughs> nice. So I consider Terror Terror to be a menace to society. And so I... <laughs> I wanna... Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I wanted Terra Terra to stay home. And so I was like, huh, let's try and work that in. And then I was like, but I don't want to give him anything that's too good of a show. Like, I don't want him to be entertained. I I don't feel that (laughs) Terra Terra should get uh, as good of a book, let's say, as uh, I'm number four or um, anything like that. Yeah, it can't be as good as that, right? (laughs) So I decided to give Terra Terra the TV show fireplace for your home which is oh wait is that the one where you just put it on on netflix and it's just a nice fireplace <laughs> yes it's just i've done that before i've watched that before fire. <laughs> yeah i read to that um yeah it, it's kind of casual but i i don't think you can call it uh quality television um and yeah it'll make him stay home so yep maybe he would imagine like roasting something over the fire you know yes wow. Jason's wow. really trying to save Terra Terra. <laughs> I just want the best for him. Oh, yeah. uh, well, my answer will not bring the best for him because for Terra Terra, I have an experience mixed with a song. Ooh. So I would lock Terra Terra up. I think he's a menace to society. Woo. I would make him stay home, but I would lock him there and I would play oh, my absolute least favorite song in the entire world on repeat christmas shoes <laughs> I hate not sure song. i know that one <laughs> you don't know christmas shoes? i'm jewish like, i don't know that's true K- 
can Sir, I, I want to buy these shoes for my, for my mama, mama, please. It's about this little boy whose mom is dying and he wants to buy shoes for her. And it's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. So Can you hurry, please? <laughs> well, I lived my whole life happily not having heard it, but now that streak is ruined. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <You're on that. laughs> I love that song. <laughs> no, why? It's, oh, it's just such a trip, you know? I just don't know how to follow that because Marin <laughs> chose a TV show that is not a TV show. Right. And Caroline didn't even choose like a show or a movie or a book or she just chose to lock him in his like, <laughs> listen to the same song over and over again. So I will <laughs> I will finish off this round by sharing an actual recommendation that I not, that was so shady. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That was full of shame. Did not, did not mean. Let me actually do the job we were all supposed to be here for. <laughs> did not mean to be that shady. Accidental shade. But, okay, so my um, my pick for Teruteru. When I was trying to think of what to pick for him, I was like, oh, well, it could go, like, food-themed. Or I could try and come up with something, maybe some kind of story him to read or watch or whatever to get him to respect women and or just people in general oh yeah he was like a chauvinist wasn't he yeah there's like in his free time events in his last one he like drugs hajime what god yeah what tar 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 what are you doing buddy? so that's why he's <laughs> that's a menace why to we society. Hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a while it's been a while he's he's just pervy all the time and then that yeah, happens that too. But, yeah yeah um so i was like okay well what can i do to like maybe i don't know like get him Makes to sense. think a little bit maybe be a little more open-minded maybe like reconsider himself as a person um you know, and I ended up choosing, this occurred to me and I was like, you know, why not? Um, this is not, well, technically now it is a book, but it started out as like a social media project. Um, I chose Humans of New York, which is, has now branched out into like humans of Chicago or like humans of Paris. There are like so many different like branches of it now, but it started out as just like an Instagram account. I'm pretty sure called Humans of New York, where this guy would go around, he'd find a random person like on the street in New York city and just, um, ask if they like, he'd be like, Hey, I'm like doing a little like project thing or whatever. Like, do you mind chatting? You like sit down with them, um, get a like picture of them to put, uh, like on the social media and just ask them to tell their story basically in however way they want. And, um, it is very interesting because like a lot of people, just complete strangers would like very much open up about like their lives or like things that they've been through or just you know some of them are like very casual like very light like uh you know a personal story could be like oh i bought shoes today versus like some people sharing stories about like all the things that they've been through of like the these things in their life that you know are just like really like jaw dropping and very deep um and it's just really interesting and it helps you get a like a lot of different perspectives about like people and just the things that people go through and just all that stuff. And so I thought that could be a good choice as far as encouraging um, like re- respect for other people. I'm just thinking about it that way. Yeah. I never think that all the perspectives we hear about and see in all the media are colored specifically because all the people that do that are writers by trade. 
because we, we don't uh-huh. all the stories all the stories and plays and movies and things were made by writers specifically right. yeah but they can't there are other there's so many other anyway sorry i think just a shower thought shower thoughts yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> support those it's yeah, yeah 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 okay it's but like yeah that's what i love about humans of new york is because of the the authenticity just like in the moment just asking right. someone in their own words to just share their story it's very cool hmm who's last I um want... well I, yeah i don't know um it's like I feel like if we maybe had the voice actor who played him here, that would help, but I, uh, no, we don't, we definitely don't have that. The comedic timing for this doesn't quite work out because the separation between the two characters are so far apart. But um, for my choice for Tugami, I'm going with ring fit adventure. Get some freaking fitness in you. <laughs> Come on, you need it. <laughs> you just need it. Ring fit adventure again. <laughs> That's it. I'm not no further explanation required. That is so funny. Wow. He and Akane could just have a blast. Yeah, they'd have a great Akane was supposed supportive. True. Akane would really and then we could maybe get Nekumaru in there to like cheer him on. Like it would just be like a really nice session, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for Tugami, I picked a book, and it is actually one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, it is called Shift by L. Uh, Beauregard, and it is about a girl named Leah who finds out that she has the ability to shift to look like any other person, um, including like guys and like kind of minor spoiler but her boyfriend can shift into animals and it's like this like it's very young adult and it's very sci-fi but animorphs it's (laughs) oh my gosh but it's basically like this story of how can you keep your identity as someone who is no one and hey that's our buddy our uh good old buddy Tugami so yeah that that's what I picked so my choice for Byakuya Tugami, The Ultimate Imposter, <laughs> spoilers, um, is a book called Before I Go to Sleep. It is a book by S.J. Watson. Um, sounds scary. What's that? It sounds scary. Oh, it's it's not scary per se. It's a little dark, but it's about a woman who has like like this amnesia where she has forgotten a ton of her past um but she also forgets like the day that just happened every time she goes to sleep so basically every time she falls asleep her memories reset she wakes up every morning like it's the first morning being like where am i like what's going on she doesn't like she um like doesn't recognize her husband he has to like basically tell her like the situation explain to her like everything every morning um and it's like but the the story is uh her trying to find any way she can throughout the book to like find out who she is and like piece together this like pieces of her life and obviously she has like no continuity because everything she forgets everything every day but like things start happening that make her start encourage her to start like keeping a journal so then she rereads it every day and it's like starting to piece together puzzles there's lots of twists it's very interesting it's a very good book um and yeah it's it's about like a person who does not know who they are and really wants to find out who they are and 
it's a, a journey of personal discovery. That's very interesting. All right, Caroline, bring us home. All right. What do you got? I'm really excited. So, okay. So I'm finishing this episode sort of in the same vein with Jason, where I'm repeating one I've used before, but from last time from Trigger Happy Havoc. So I am picking the same book for Byakuya Tugami as I picked for Byakuya Togami, which is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. For all the same reasons I picked it for Byakuya, it's an Agatha Christie mystery meets Groundhog Day meets Downton Abbey. So it's like a rich people mystery and they're all in a mansion and it's really lavish and really awesome. But an essential key part of the story that I left out last time is that you repeat the same day over and over again, but the main character wakes up in the different body of a different person in the mansion every day and has to relive the day as that person. So, what? <laughs> it's wow. a really good book. Oh, Sorry, I need to repeat the name, the name of it one more time. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. It is, I'll just Google seven and a half deaths. Yeah, yeah. It's super good. It's by Stuart uh, Turton. Turtan. That sounds very interesting. Very I've received quite a few recommendations that I may, in fact, check out myself. Let me know if yeah. you do, actually. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I love yeah. the books. We're going to follow each other on Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, I've like, done all that. We did not have a single, so let's see, 16 times four, 64 total recommendations, not zero bad repeats that's impressive we all had completely different recommendations for every single one that's awesome i really thought you guys would put fireplace for your home you know <laughs> thought that was going to be a common one <laughs> i wanted to find a way to shove in the demon haunted world by carl sagan which is my favorite book of all time but i could not um couldn't couldn't find a way to throw in the demon haunted world but yeah squad we, cool. we stuck we gotta do bed wet the head <laughs> oh we're doing that again <laughs> yeah. all right Ooh, i'm I so forgot. sorry I forgot who. Okay, so Tugami, obviously. Of course. Um, um, Ibuki. Oh, we could do your favorites from this game Ibuki, Nagito, and Chiaki. Yeah, Ibuki, Nagito, and Chiaki. My Let's favorites. do that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Quite man, a squad. Can I, can I bet all of them? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have to kill one of them. Uh oh. Uh, no, I don't like that. They're my favorites. If you're deliberately picking my favorites, it's going to be hard to kill any of them. Yeah. Do do we all give our impressions or just me? Uh, all it's of a us. group game. Yeah. Someone yeah. else should go. I need time. I need. I need to think. I, about I know this. mine. I know my answer. Okay. Go for it. I would um, behead Chiaki. I have said this before in this podcast, but she is like not my absolute favorite character in this game. Personal opinion. Love her, what she stands for, but you're allowed to have you know. wrong opinions. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Chiaki's my girl. I will defend her. I know. I do like her more now than I did the first time I played it. But yeah, um, I would bed Nagito. I gotta know. I have a thing for antagonists. <laughs> also, I, <would, laughs> I gotta know what that would be like. And like, yeah, antagonists love them, man really good so gotta do that and then um i would wed ibuki i've said this before i think we would be a great couple she is like so uplifting and always speaks her mind she's so random like like i love her and i sometimes need someone to like pull it out of me you know and and she definitely would and and make me go out to things and i would reluctantly go because i love her you know just writing our love story right now but yeah (laughs) 
Would you have fun at the events though? I would. I, I would like secretly have so much okay. fun. But you would like outwardly complain about it. Be like, I just want to go home. I'd be like, stop. Oh my God, this is so lame. No, I'm, like, I'm just no. kidding. I'm fun. Ibuki would perform at the bronze from Buffy. That's what I <gasps> Are you kidding? Jason, that's my absolute favorite show. Uh, who hasn't seen Buffy? I mean, we all love Buffy, right? I mean, I do. I, I made Caroline Baron just it. died a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Can I tell you, you're not going to like this though. Buffy is one of my favorite shows of all time, but you're not going to like that. I think Angel is a better show on average. No, I think that that is objectively like season four. Yes. Very rough. Very weird. I don't want to think about all that Connor nonsense, but seasons two, three, and five of Angel are some of the best television ever made. It's so here's the thing with Angel for me. I've been waiting until actually I graduated college to watch it because I've heard that it's a good show for when you're like starting your adulthood like journey. And so I am currently like watching Angel for the first time. I, I actually kind of have a similar story. I weirdly I watched Angel first. Okay. Because I don't know why that happened. I like knew about Buffy, but my friend recommended Angel. I didn't know it was a Buffy spinoff at the time. And by the time I realized I was already into it. So I watched all of Angel, loved it, and I refused to watch Buffy for a long time because I knew that I would love it because clearly it's Whedon, it's the same universe, like no doubt I was going to love Buffy. And I was like, in my mind, I was like saving it. I was like, I'm going to need a show like Buffy when I'm like really sad one day, when I like someone dies in my life or I'm like going through a really rough time. I know I can go to Buffy and I'm like going to love it and it's going to distract me. Uh, After eight years of this like idea someone pointed out that like hey maybe you shouldn't like associate a great show with a horrible time in your life and also you can always go back to it and watch it then and i was like all right good point so i did just watch buffy at that point and it was great but yeah i sort of feel that angel's great and when i watched angel i didn't live in los angeles so like i didn't recognize anything but now i'm like oh yeah it's the corner of uh sentinel and sepulveda so now i like see stuff in angel and i'm like oh yeah that's wild yeah Yeah, i will i'm watching it so yeah. Sorry to totally interrupt okay. that. That was beautiful. Thank you. Oh my god. Yes, you're right. Yeah. All right. I. This is really hard. Um. I Tough. think I would behead Ibuki. Yeah, which will make a little bit more sense. I was between wedding and beheading her and Chiaki, but I can't stand the thought of beheading Chiaki. So I'm gonna wed her and behead Ibuki. And I think Caroline made some really valid points about uh, betting Nagito. So, yep, going to join you on that train. So I don't know if that has a weird meaning. I'm going to bed Nagito. I could go next. If we could, um, guest of honor can I gotta go last. Can stay for last. Unless you don't want to go last. No, I want to go last. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I'm a little torn I think, okay, it breaks my heart to do this. I think I probably will behead Ibuki. Um, I am very sorry, Caroline. I know you love her. Jason, I know you love her too. Um, I love all three. You deliberately chose my three favorite characters. <laughs> right, right, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, I out of those three, I think I'd probably behead her. It breaks my heart. But, um, and then I was a little torn. I was thinking that um, I would wed Chiaki because I think she'd be like very kind and supportive of me and bed Nagito because like Caroline said, I also kind of have a thing for the antagonist. But then I thought back to um, a little something that, that Byakuya himself said on our last um, 
last time we spoke with him about, you know, what is wedding, but betting for a lifetime. Um, and you know, I, I think I, I'd maybe wed Nagito, um, <laughs> you know, I guess I'd bet Chiaki. I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad that that sentence stuck with you. It has. <laughs> I said that. Oh my God. Now, listen, I know what you guys are thinking. Jason's going to go because he loves all these characters and adhere to heteronormative standards about who he's going to behead. It's got to be Nagito, right? Wrong. I will not behead Nagito. I will bed Nagito. Yeah! Because you know what? That's going to be a time. I don't know what it's going to be like, but it's going to be a time. That means I have to behead either Ibuki or Chiaki, and I'm going to behead Chiaki. Look, she already sacrificed herself, all right? She already sacrificed herself. She's willing to, to do that. And she, like, Ibuki wants to live more. <laughs> Ibuki, like, wants to, wants to just, she's full of life. So I'm going to wed Ibuki, and I'm going to behead Chiaki, and I'm going to bed Nagito. So that, That's that is my answer. I just, this is completely off topic, and we'll likely get cut, but what, um, Jason, what you just said about, like, Ibuki, like, wanting to live, Caroline, it reminded me. Do you know what it reminded me of? In the Michael? episode with Michael and Miles, when they were like, oh, I think they, they were looking at Ibuki and they were like, I think she lives against her own will. <laughs> you remember when so, Michael said so, that? Yes, we had an episode where two of our other high school friends, because we're an enigma and have high school friends still. And like, they, I have three still. I mean, these yeah. are the three. <laughs> but like, we had them on and had them guess the Super Dong and Rumpa 2 characters based on appearance. And like what they would be like, and they guess that Ibuki lives against her, her own will. <laughs> lives against her own will. <laughs> Didn't they say she was like the ultimate goth? Yeah, she's the ultimate goth. Yeah, well that okay, that's right. a good guess. Yeah, like, like, that's a good that's a good you know. guess. Not really a talent, but like I see why they would say yeah. that. <laughs> it's kind of like when they ask people, they're like when they ask like a grandmother to like name the Pokemon or something. Or like, <laughs> right. It was a risk that was, which... it's those are my favorite to watch, like when when grandmas are guessing pokemon they're so funny it's yeah it's a it's a it's always a fun time all right everyone that wraps up our episode today thank you so much for coming to listen and thank you again jason for coming to talk to us today we had such a good time and we can't wait to see y'all next time bye bye Bye, everyone